Hello, friends. Jim Nance of CBS Sports, and you're listening to The Shag Bag Show with my great friend, David Marzetti. Shagbag Show live on the radio again for another Saturday morning. Live from Del Monte. It's our 20th anniversary. No, it's not. It's uh, it's close, though. It's close. It's a week away. Next Saturday, right here on the radio. 20th anniversary of the Shagbag Show. On Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday morning. It is March 26th. Show number 1041 in a row. Haven't missed any. Proud about that, especially during the, uh, the shutdown, you know? People have been asking me about that lately. And it was uh, as strange and eerie as it was. I'm glad that I was here doing that. Even though we had to have our guests on the show via phone at the time, which is not my favorite thing to do. You know, I like the, like the, the face-to-face, you know? like the first-to-first first thing. But uh, we got through it, and we are still here, and show 1041. See us at com. Good morning to our three biggest fans, Willow of Terry, Puff the Wonder Dog, Soleil the Rocket. Good morning to all you shagbaggers. See us at com. It's all brought to you by the Pebble Beach Company. Check out lodging, dining, golf specials online at pebblebeach.com. You may have heard of it. The Del Monte Golf Course, home of the Dukes Club, and home of the Shagbag Show. And we'll be talking to the guys in the shop next door, find out what's happening on the T-sheets and uh, availabilities, the Dukes Club and specials and all that good stuff coming up. Sandbar and Grill, Craig Ling. He's... Is he around? can't remember. I saw him just a few days ago. Hmm. I don't know. I know he was taken off again, so he, he's like the ghost. He's here. He's gone. You never know. But his crew's still down there at the Sandbar. Under wharf number two, where locals meet to eat. Fresh salads, seafood steaks, famous for their sand dabs. For lunch, it's the Dungeness Crab Prawn and Avocado Melt or Fresh Crab Louie for dinner. The daily special is always good. Sandbar and Grill. 373-2818. The bar's rocking all the time. The uh, night and day, by the way. The Golf Mart Superstore. Home of the 90-day return. We'll talk to, I think, Vic the Sandbagger today. Find out what's happening in the world of golf retail. The Monterey County Herald, your source for breaking news, sports, business, classified, entertainment, and Monterey. It's your daily newspaper. And, of course, they always post the guests of the Saturday Shagbag Show in the Friday edition of the Herald. So thanks, Herald, for doing that. Their 100th anniversary coming up soon. How about that? Carousel Candies, left-hand side of the world. If you're walking down, you can't miss it. Just follow your nose. It smells so good down there. Lead you right into that shop with a taffy pulled in the window. Famous pink shop. They ship worldwide here. Sellcandies.com. Looking for that special dining experience? Try one of Kevin Phillips' restaurants. We'll talk about those this hour. Yummy. Golfguide.net for the player and you. E-Lab Communications did our website. They can do yours. Check ours out. Shagbagshow.com. You can get one just like it. Except you can't call it that. But you can call it something else. 
Jacobs Team Realty. Buying, selling, and join Jen walk you through it quickly, easily, carefully. They are the Monterey Peninsula's award-winning mother-daughter real estate team, JacobsTeamHomes.com. The Foolish Times, free, funny, fabulous, pick one up, it'll make you smile. It's the Foolish Times. Express Employment Professionals Paul Wyant and his wife Mary have a solution for you for staffing, for finding a job. They are uh, a great company, very active in the community, and they can find you uh, full-time, temporary, seasonal work. Find you employees, maybe. They'll try. SeamanExpressPros.com. Don't forget, Paul's got his own Redidio show right here on this station on Power Talk every Saturday at 1030. It's called What's the Plan? Monterey Fish Company, South Tringali, and all the Gumbadis at the end of Wharf Number 2 with free parking, locally caught seafood, friendly service, great prices. We'll talk to Sal this hour about what he's got in stock. And what he doesn't have, he can get in for you overnight. MRY, Monterey Airports, Monterey Regional Airport, Alaska Airlines, daily nonstop, Seattle, Tacoma fares as low as 69 bucks, convenient, hassle-free experience. Flights connecting to points all over the world, it's MRY. Armanosco Public Relations, Dave Armanosco and his team with deep roots in the community, long-standing relationships with city, business, community leaders throughout our rich and diverse Central Coast community, Armanosco Public Relations, spreading the word since 1985. And Magic Fusion at the Monterey Magic Club. Award-winning magicians from around the world, a beautiful 100-seat theater, Custom House Plaza. Tickets available at MontereyMagicClub.com. Show 1041 the Shag Bag Show. 20th anniversary celebration coming up next Saturday right here at Del Monte. Looking very much forward to that. Got a nice uh, guest list for that, that's for sure. I would actually tell you everyone that's going to be here next Saturday, except then the show would be over. Because it's a long list of uh, VIPs and some friends in there. So it's going to be a good one. Very good one. Very good one. A lot of fun. And on the show today, we got uh, Vic the Sandbagger from the Golf Mart Superstore, the guys from the shop next door. We got Sal Tringali from the Monterey Fish Company. Shane Dolman, the last Saturday of every month, which is today, the movie guy. Will El Caddy from Elab Communications, making a rare. Much sought after appearance on the Shagbeck Show. And of course, our co host extraordinaire, he's back for more. It's the voice. It's Kevin Phillips. Hello, Dave. Hello, Kevin. It's great to be back here. Great to have you back, man. Well, it's always a thrill, but I'll tell you what, today is especially exciting. It really is. I mean, I'll hear my great friend Will. It's always, a th- of course, always thrilled to be here with you, Dave, but, uh, but on Shane's show. Right. I always tell you, this is my favorite you show. always do. Of the month. And uh, here we are. We're on here together today. It's, it's a big thrill. Has it? Have we ever had the two of you on the same show? No. No, never. I never miss it. Never miss when he's on, though. It's great. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I was just telling some friends about the Halloween show. That was that end of the month. That was a that was a that was a top. Right. That was, was awesome. Yeah, exactly. But here we are, first full week of spring. Wow. And uh, boy, it feels like spring out there. Uh, spring break is happening. Lots of lots of folks coming to visit. And uh, this coming week, not only your anniversary show, but also the uh, salmon season opens. Yeah. And they're anticipating That's a big good. opener. Uh, guys are out. Uh, fishing, they're seeing lots of anchovies, lots of lots of bait in the bay, and uh, and they're seeing clouds of salmon showing up on their really? on their radar. So it's a lot of excitement about that. Right around the corner, then we got Easter, and here we go. Here comes summer. Yeah. And then Christmas. 
How's this? It's good. Yeah. You know, it's good. And uh, uh, what's what we're really seeing now is the return of the banquets, the groups, uh, big time. We're getting uh, just uh, barraged by uh, inquiries every day. Uh, for a new group business and uh, even buses buses have started to return uh, we do some of those at the wharf and that's the last part that's come back but lots lots of groups people that couldn't do things before uh, the corporate stuff has come back big time and uh, we're loving that absolutely so how's the action at uh, whaling station yeah, well, you know, it's, it, it's, it's just, always action. It just never ends over yeah. there. I mean, we, we've run off a, a series of record years, last few years, and it's just, uh, everybody wants to be there. And every night, it's just, it's just a lot of fun to be there. Uh, there's such a great social atmosphere around that bar. And that's kind of the heartbeat of the restaurant. Uh, normally the bar fills before the restaurant. And so th- there's that, that, that fun, that excitement that's there every night around the bar. Absolutely. And lots of selfies with Primo, our new mascot bull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to coming down there, Terry and I both, uh, looking forward to coming down and, and, and dying again and seeing Primo, getting a picture with Primo. And uh, I can't wait to try that chopped steak, man. Well, before that, we get a two-pound porterhouse waiting for you. Got to have that too. <laughs> That's the one. On the I can't. I can't wait. Share I can't that wait. with Terry. We're making, oh, we're making yeah. plans. We're making plans. All right. Uh, on the big show today, we uh, got to get moving because we have uh, some uh, guests we got to get on with, and we want to have some fun with, uh, of course, Shane. Last Saturday every month, and before we get to Will, let's say hi to Shane. Well, good morning, and by the way, good morning, Terry. Good morning, Puff. Good morning, Pup. All right. <laughs> Never forgets. So, Shane, you're here with Kevin. I know the voice and the movie guy on the same show. I think uh, the I'm not sure the airwaves are going to be able to handle this, but we're going to do know. our best. <laughs> I know. So, uh, did you have you seen some films? I've seen three in the theater and a couple of ringers. I can tell you about. <laughs> so only three. That's that's odd for you. Well, that's because I spent the last several weekends uh, performing at MPC. I was the narrator in Sleeping Beauty, which was a very successful all ages show. Right. And uh, I had about two weeks of prep for that show, so that took away a lot of my theater time. So I, there were just less opportunities to go to the movies, but what opportunities there were, I took. <laughs> and uh, are we going to run down those films now? If you'd like. Let's go ahead and do that. Okay. The big ticket, of course, right now is The Batman. There's been no movie called that before. That's the one with Robert Pattinson. That's the near three-hour epic. And most people think it's one of the best Batman movies ever made, and you can put me in that crowd. Uh, thankfully, it does not start with the origin story yet again. You know, one, finally, we get a Batman movie that does not start with the murder of Bruce Wayne's parents. You know, he's already... It always does, doesn't it? Not anymore. Yeah. He's already at it. You don't know um, how he met Commissioner Gordon. You don't know where the bat signal came from. And he is, again, a feared vigilante in this, and we don't even know why, Christo- why Commissioner Gordon trusts him. But... You're allowed to fill in your own backstory while he is plunged into this absolute nightmare involving the Riddler. And Paul Dano is the most terrifying Riddler yet put to film. This is the first time they've made him scary. Everybody remembers Frank Gorshin and Jim Carrey as the funny Riddlers, and you can see where they'd go with that. This guy is terrifying. They took their cue from the TV series Gotham, which you haven't seen, is also excellent. I did not recognize Colin Farrell as the Penguin. And I did not recognize some of the other actors in it, but I really did get caught up in it. It did not, it did not feel like a three hour movie. It was just very dark and sinister like Batman should be. You want fun super heroics, you should see Superman. But Batman, that is some scary stuff and it's very much worth seeing on the big screen. It's an epic. 
So then, and, and how do you like Batman? I mean, the the you know. I grew up with the Adam West show, so I grew up with the you know, with with the funny Batman, or as Adam West called him, Uncle Batman. I always loved the character, but then I caught up with the comic book, saw the you know where it was really coming from. That character has fascinated me all of my life, as a matter of fact. How do you like the Batman this this time around? Does, is he? I think Robert Pattinson is just fine. You know, he, a lot a lot of people will give him a bad knock. He could just, be a vampire Batman. Yeah, just because they associate him with tro- you know, Twilight, right? The sparkling vampire thing. He's never going to be able. Just like you can't get rid of glitter once it's on you. People are always going to associate him with that. But I've seen Robert Pattinson in so many other movies. I'm one of the 12 people who saw Cosmopolis on the big screen, Cronenberg's Cosmopolis. I know what an excellent actor he is. So it, I had. He seems in- a bit slight for that role, is he not? He's gro- you know, He has to grow into it. Again, yeah. Batman is finding his own way in this as well. You've got the young millionaire who has all the weight of the city put on his shoulders, whether he likes it or not. And people are saying... He's an introvert. They say, why don't you come out? Why don't you do charity? Why don't you do events? You know, you're supposed to live up to your family's reputation. And he just doesn't want to. He's thrust into the spotlight, but he doesn't want to be there. And this weight that Pattinson carries seems too big for his shoulders. When he is out of the bat suit, he seems right out vulnerable. And that's a Batman you haven't seen before, but that's a Batman you can truly believe in, especially when you're filling in his origin story because the movie doesn't take the trouble to talk down to you and spell out every little detail. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm not saying he's the um, best Batman ever, but he is the perfect Batman for this movie. Ruby. What else? What else? We've got a couple new... Um, okay, there's one that went straight to Netflix called The Atom Project. It played in theaters for one day with um, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and he is... Going back in time and meeting his young self to save the universe, and how many times have we seen this before? This is the weariest string of cliches. I mean, it's harmless. You want to get the family together and watch something that doesn't challenge them one tiny bit. Uh, I was just in agony by the time the credits came up. I was thinking, is this ever going to get good? Is this ever going to have an original bone in its body? It doesn't. Sorry. And then we move on. We've got a couple of very different horror films that just hit theaters. Uh, there's one that's just called X, the letter X, from T. West. And that is set in the late 70s in Texas, where a group of amateur filmmakers have taken over a, have a farmhouse as a boarding house, and they're up to their little activities there. And the elderly couple that actually runs the place is not very happy about that. And they've got a pretty twisted history. This is a tribute to Toby Hooper, of course. I mean, T. West wears that on his sleeve, but of course you think that's going to be Texas Chainsaw Leatherface. No, it's not like that. It's more like Hooper's next film. It was variously known as Eaten Alive, Death Trap, Legend of the Bayou, with Neville Brand running a hotel in the bayou and his very hungry pet. This film is just stifling in atmosphere and absolutely shocking in its um, violence and surprises. I mean, again, as the title implies, it's for adults only, but... It's one of the strongest horror films I've seen in a while. If you want something safer, there is a PG-13 horror film called Oma, which played in one theater might already be gone. That's a American film, but it's made by a first-time Korean-American filmmaker. And Sandra Oh is haunted by the specter of her mother, whom she abandoned in Korea a long time ago. She's trying to raise a daughter off the grid as a beekeeper. But then her uncle shows up with her mother's remains and demands that she see to them properly. So you've got childhood trauma, fear of abandonment, a very sensitive performance, and the fact that her mother might be taking over. Uh, the acting is terrific. 
Unfortunately, the, when the film fails to work is when it actually tries to be scary and tries to inject some out-and-out -out supernatural business where it doesn't belong. There's this awful CGI fox demon that shows up and goes, Bleh! and no, you can't take that seriously, but you can take Sandra Oh seriously. So that's worth seeing, at least at a matinee or when it comes to cable. And then I have got a ringer for Kevin Phillips. A couple weeks ago, we had the Whale Fest show, and I was called upon, not actually called upon, I volunteered to identify the title The Moon Spinners, the Disney film from 1968. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. I guess you said yeah. Moon Something with Haley Mills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that thing is actually on Disney+, Plus. so Kevin said maybe I could review it the next time I'm on, so that's exactly what I did. I watched it on Disney+, Plus for a late 60s Disney live-action family thriller. It's very good. It's set in Crete, uh, so there's plenty of local color and music, and it's basically Haley Mills is trying to enjoy a vacation with her mother, but she finds that her new love interest might be involved in some sort of jewel smuggling racket, and he's under the gun from Eli Wallach, who is a terrific villain in this. And let me tell you, for a G-rated film, this one doesn't talk down to the audience either. There are some genuine peril going on. There's some gunplay. There's a really intense escape from a windmill. And then when Pola Negri shows up on her cruise ship as Madame Habib with her pet cheetah, you always have to have an animal in a live-action Disney film, she actually slips Haley Mills a Mickey. You know, there are some <laughs> surprising themes in this, but it's very entertaining, very colorful. So if you've got Disney+, Plus, I say put on The Moon Spinners, and you'll be very pleasantly surprised. I'm trying to imagine describing any movie I've ever seen the way Shane does. <laughs> but by the way, it's also Oscars weekend. Mm -hmm. So do you have a favorite for Best Picture? Um, well, the of the ones I've seen, Nightmare Alley is the one. You know, the remake of Nightmare Alley uh, was excellent, Guillermo del Toro's movie. And you know, I'm, I'm surprised that it did so badly in theaters. Nobody wanted to see it because the themes were so dark. But as far as a picturesque, Baroque, you know, truly haunting film, Bradley Cooper and... That's the one I would like to see take it. I don't have a lot of faith that it will. There's a few in there I haven't seen. I mean, I could not get into being the Ricardos at all. I did not believe Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem, much as I like them, were Lucy and Ricky at all. I thought they were doing very poor imitations, and they're both nominated for Oscars. What? Uh, Jessica Chastain should win for The Eyes of Tammy Faye for playing Tammy Faye Baker. As far as playing a character you knew in real life but you still believe in the movie, that's, you know, that's the way to go. I'm not really big on awards shows, i got to be honest with you. What about Dune? Dune is one of the most um, spectacular. I'm glad I saw it on the big screen. Uh, as far as um, art direction and just the, you know, just the compelling look and feel, it is excellent. I found it very slow-moving because I have not read the book myself, so there's a lot of details I'm not into. It's a lot more faithful, I understand, than the David Lynch movie from 1984. So I'm glad I saw it on the big screen, but of course it's only half of the story. So I don't have a complete reaction to that. I mean, it should sweep for you know, all you know, for the visuals and the art direction. That's you know, Denis Villeneuve. It's uh, terrific filmmaking. It seems so, like you rarely see science fiction movies get nominated for Best Picture. Um, not really. You know, not for Best Picture. I mean, uh, Star Wars: The Original was nominated in 1977. It lost out to Annie Hall, and from then on, um, no matter how good they were, they were essentially seen as popcorn entertainment. The Academy stopped taking them seriously. Um, the other one I'm curious about is Don't Look Up. You know, I am going to have to watch that one. That one um, played in theaters for one week, and I was astonished to find that it would nominate for Best Picture. <laughs> I, I got to choose my two and a half hours to watch that. <laughs> it just looked like a typical disaster movie. They say it's a satire about a comet about to hit Earth, and Meryl Streep's the president. Leonardo DiCaprio said, 
it's not the sort of movie I typically go see on the big screen. I don't usually go see the big disaster epics. I didn't go see Moonfall, and you know, neither did anybody else. <laughs> but since it's nominated for Best Picture, when I've got two and a half hours to spare, I will have to pop on Netflix and watch that. I never got around to that one. Interesting. And then before uh, we get Will on and have you come back later for some trivia, mm-hmm. I don't, it's not. I don't. I guess it's called trivia, is it? I mean, to identify the the movie trailer. That's name what it that, is. Yeah, it's not really trivia, tune, but not a tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, uh, give us sixty seconds on The Godfather. The 50th anniversary of The Godfather. I'm sorry, it's no longer playing in theaters, but they were nice enough to re-release it. I've seen all of the films in proper sequence, but as far as the big screen goes, I saw three first, and then two, and then one, just two nights ago. I had to drive to Capitola to see this, and let me tell you, it was like seeing it for the first time. A nice big screen, a respectful audience that did not make noise or play You've with You've got to have a respect. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the big screen experience uh, just brought out so much in that movie that I had not seen before watching it on HBO, watching it on DVD. I'm sorry, you're watching it at home, there's always you're always open to distractions and such. You don't get that total immersion experience. So again, uh that was an experience I am very glad I had and you know, I hope they don't wait another 50 years to put it back out on the big screen. Uh, it's just movie-making magic. That was Coppola at his finest. Absolutely. All right, we will uh, get you back. In just a little while, the Shagbag Show, Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101FM for your Saturday morning, live from Del Monte, show number 1041 in a row. Dave Marzetti with you, our co-host Kevin Phillips this morning. we got uh, anniversary number 20 coming up next Saturday, and we're very excited about that. That is exciting stuff. Right? Wow, 20 years. Yeah, glad that uh, you'll be here, and uh, Chef Pepe dueling co-hosts next Saturday, so that'll be awesome. And we got our good friend Will El Caddy from Elab Communications. Will... How are you? Very well, very well. Good, Good to have you with us. Thank you, and I'm very happy to see both of you, and that's my second show with Kevin. That's right. Which is interesting. That's right. Good luck. That's right. Beautiful day. That's right. So give us, uh, before we go on with uh, with your company, give us a little history about yourself. Where are you from? Oh, my God. I, I could definitely be the mini United Nations here. Uh, I was born in Lebanon. My dad is Lebanese. My mom is from Cyprus, from the island. Uh, they're mixed up. DNA-wise, 80% Italian, so I'm definitely 100% Mediterranean. I've been living uh, in the U.S. for the past 25 years, so that's home. Definitely Monterey is home. Uh, I've been uh, quite a few states here, but California definitely is the place to be and my, my home and forever home. So that's in a nutshell. And so what brought you here, though? I came here to finish school and to teach. I was teaching in Fort Ord. Uh, then I had uh, some work with the military for a while. Uh, I was an army civilian for a while. I started the company, a couple of companies. Weren't you then. in Texas? I was in Texas. I was definitely in Texas for where, five years. Where were you there? I was in uh, College Station, Texas A&M, which is a cadet school. Right. Uh, I just couldn't ha- handle the heat anymore. The Aggies. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know they took me. I'm like, I need a beach. They took me to Galveston, Ooh. and I saw how brown, brown it is. I'm brown like, water. One week later, I packed. I moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the breaking point before moving um, to California. I mean, once you're a beach boy, you have to be by the beach. Yes, uh, it's too brown for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, what, how did this eLab Communications happen? Well, that started a uh, little bit before finishing college, uh, where the dot-com boom was happening. Uh, in fact, the company started as a hosting company. Websites were new. Not anybody could build websites. So, but everybody, whomever built a website needed a server, needed a hosting uh, uh, house. Right. So I started that, uh, you know, let's call it like uh, hosting farms. There were like a few of them popping around the country, and then I bought a little farm, per se. Uh, and that was my hosting company. Uh, started there. A uh, few years later, people wanted more design. Uh, so I had to teach myself and my team how to design. It grew up from there into marketing, because now you have a hosting, you have a, a designed a website, now you want to market it. A few years later, social media kicks in. Now you have to go through a different platforms or different uh, areas to advertise. So basically, we grew up with the customers, uh, and it's always the customers that pushes you uh, to your new uh, service or product. Uh, and uh, it's, it's been a quite of a run, you know. I mean, even after COVID, you know, after COVID or during COVID, I remember, you know, this is where I started working a little bit more with, with Kevin, is what do you do? You're shut down, but you're not shut down. What do you showcase? How do you market? Uh, it's a different, different animal. And I'll tell you, things today are way different than than than, than two years ago. Um, it's just it's still a tough, tough market. Um, but it's doable because it's all about the consumer. Uh, and the consumer haven't got any easier. They're short-fused. You could see the reviews, especially in the restaurants and the hospitality. If they wait a few more minutes, they just immediately, while they're standing, they leave you a bad review. If you have a policy, no kids or no animals, immediately they feel, you know, almost abandoned. They're going to leave you a bad review. With that, on a side note, with reviews, just let it go. You don't have to fight reviews and any of that. Uh, Yelp wouldn't help. Google reviews wouldn't help. Just focus on giving and providing a good product, good you know, uh, good service, good food, whatever you're doing. And most people have common sense when they read. They'll know, all right, somebody is throwing a tantrum there and just let it go. Just focus on providing the best product, best service, best experience. Uh, and ask and ask uh, so speaking of experiences Kevin you have experience with Will tell us a little bit about what he does for you and what you think about yeah it's been so great so several years ago we were already making a, a determination to move more to digital uh, less print uh, advertising and more to digital and so what was happening was more and more I was working with more and more people to do this so I'd have someone work on a website someone doing press releases someone else doing something else and it got to be really uh, unmanageable for, frankly at the same time I was trying to focus more in that direction so I'd known Will for quite a while and so eventually we turned everything over to him and so he's become this one-stop shop for us which is so great any concern uh, we have. He's on it immediately. Uh, one of the things we went to, which is really cool, is QR codes. So we've got QR codes in all of our advertising. We've got them at the restaurants. And it's a very quick way for people to quickly capture the information, uh, the website, the menu, what have you. And we've got those everywhere now. And that's that's helped tremendously. But also just keeping us informed of what's going on. He's, he's always monitoring the reviews and sending information to us, monitoring the inquiries that come in for groups. I uh, got one from him late last night. I was just looking at it. And uh, so that, you have to be on top of this stuff 
in the minute. It's like he was saying, you can't let things go. You have to be on top of it in the minute. And he's also been tremendous help with this simple things like menu displays or any, almost anything you think of, business cards, whatever it is. He's taking care of all of it now, and uh, we couldn't be more pleased. Well, thank you, Kevin. This is the greatest review. Now that we, was, we, we, we really have good. to transcribe it. <laughs> well, the other, part, the other part of it is, is Will, if you go to events, you always see Will there. Will is involved in the community. Uh, he's at all the big events, uh, either working for someone or taking pictures. But he's very involved and very connected to the local community, which is which is also very important. Absolutely. The uh, social media aspect. Uh, People sometimes are confused about that. What should they do? What platform should they be on? What do you suggest? Well, it all starts with content. And there are two types of content. There is, uh, let's call it in-house, even when you contract it out, you know, like, like an agency like, like ours as eLab. Or you could utilize UGC, which is user-generated content. Uh, if you're starting up, Utilize what users have submitted, whether they submitted those photos, reviews, information on third-party websites, including Yelp, Google, Facebook, Instagram. Start using that. Uh, but the heavy lifting should be in-house or whomever you've contracted. Uh, start with good content. Now, Instagram is where most of the con- you know most of the v- visibility is out there because it's just made for pictorial, for just quick quick yeah uh so definitely you want to if you just started start with instagram facebook is great uh it's kind of you know your in-laws you know you can't marry the boy or the man you know or the woman but you, i mean you have to have the in facebook so you have to be it comes with a package it's good for advertising um I would what def- about what about posting the like to Instagram, like you see sometimes people posting three or four things a day. I mean, do you really want to do that much? No, unless you. You're, I mean, it comes out of desperation. I could see that if you're a model, or you always have different specials, which is, I don't see that happening. Look, I'll give you an example with the restaurants. You know, with the hospitality, um, you have to post every day because there are different people eating every day. You know, and there are many restaurants or bars or lounges every day. So this competition. So you need to be on the top of people's mind. The hours of posting is very essential. For example, if you're at dinner place, you don't want to post early morning. You know, people are going to start thinking about dinner around noon, around 11, you know, around 1. Um, but you definitely don't want to post more than once. Uh, we do uh, for, for most of the restaurants daily. Uh, and that would be more than efficient. Sometimes we skip weekends because we know it's extremely busy. But weekends you could use user-generated content. The reality is you should at some point have at least 365 pictures or 365 pictures videos combined. This way you could have, you could post just once a day and you have a lot to, to, to even pre-schedule ahead of time. But you want something fresh. I know what we've been doing uh, to uh, many of our partners, including Kevin's restaurants, is slowly we're removing the masks pictures because it's just becoming, you know, we need to show the faces. We want to show the, the smiles. We want to see people eating. We want to see the, uh, the, the faces. Uh, so having fresh content is, 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 is a key element. So focus on Instagram, you know, a little bit on Facebook. Uh, some folks are using the TikToks. Uh, uh, and, and other uh, platforms, but 
that's for a very young generation unless that's the demographics you're going after uh, I would stick to the um, uh, traditional Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, we've seen the transition from Facebook more to Instagram, but I think the TikTok, I think that's reaching a much larger demographic now because uh, that's what I'm seeing. And I was reading an article last night about a lot of restaurants are now shifting to, to TikTok for, to pro provide content. Absolutely. And this is where the uh, A-B testing uh, is important, and it's definitely worth testing uh, the water. Because the sooner you get in it, if it's going to pick up, the better. Uh, so that's something definitely that needs to be uh, looked at. Uh, one thing um, uh, that we Kevin mentioned earlier is the QR codes. QR codes has been there for a long time, but it only really picked up in the uh, during COVID uh, and post-COVID. Uh, we call those, you know, shoppable, viewable links, uh, which I definitely advise everybody to have. Because it's just a direct link to your menu, direct link to a shoppable item if you're selling, if you have an e-commerce site. Uh, we're seeing those more on airplanes, magazines. Um, uh, you know, so you could use that on any kind of print material, including your business card. It doesn't take much to do. And the power of it is not only linkable, it's trackable. So you know when you're running ads, you know the campaign, how many uh, call for action that has uh, generated. Uh, so insights is very important, uh, you know, uh, data-driven insights. Yeah, putting those on the business card has really been tremendous help. So we have them at the front of the restaurant. So a lot of people come in and ask for a paper menu. We give them the card, and they've got it, and they just zap it with their phone in there, and they've and they've got it. So we don't have to do that anymore. And uh, people are real happy with that. It's a great shortcut and uh, cheap. Really, you don't have tape to pay for it unless you're doing thousands of those QR codes. If you have a catalog. Uh, but that's something definitely that should be uh, uh, looked at. Also, the fact that if we, we change the menu, I let uh, Will know, and within seconds, the QR code is now showing the new menu. That's yes, pretty cool. Yes, in fact, that's a great point here that you don't have to redo because it's just a link. Just update the content, and you always have the fresh content up and there, like, almost immediately. Awesome. Will Elcaddy, eLab Communications, you hear us talk about you every week. As one of our great sponsors and, of course, the host of our website, shagbagshow.com. Uh, always do a wonderful job there. And we can't wait to see you next Saturday for the uh, for the 20th anniversary and have you here uh, putting into a history for us uh, in video form. And Absolutely. And congrats in ahead of time. Can't wait to be here. We're going to do a video shoot. Uh, so uh, that's going to be – we want to capture this historical moment. So, we, you know, whomever you've invited, they're going to have fun, I'm pretty sure, here. And we're going to document uh, those uh, beautiful beautiful moments. Thank you for having me on the show. Can't wait. And uh, eLab Communications, just see uh, eLabCommunications.com. That's all you do. That's all you do. Right? All right. You take care. Thanks, Will. Thank you. All right. Shagbag Show, Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning. Dave Marzetti, our co-host is Kevin Phillips. And on the line with us, he was supposed to be here, but he can't make it here. It's our good friend, Sal Tringali from Monterey Fish Company. Good morning, guys. Good morning. How's everybody doing? What happened? We're, we're, we're disappointed. We wanted to see you. My, my fish cutter didn't show up today. <laughs> so oh. I'm uh, cutting fish like oh. a maniac. Uh, we had a lot of special cuts that I had to do today, and we're cutting halibut. The halibut season's just opened up from Alaska. We flew some in last night, and it's selling like crazy. So we got beautiful halibut, and uh, it just 
unbelievable how beautiful this stuff is. Season just opened, and we're excited. What about your driver? Oh, and my driver didn't show up today. One of my drivers. <laughs> so, so when I'm done fish cutting, I'm going to be making deliveries too. So you'll see me driving around uh, the Monterey Peninsula. Do you need me to come down there? Is that what it is? <laughs> we might need you. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And, uh, <laughs> we need that fill-in driver. Exactly. All right. So uh, tell us what you got down there. What's fresh? What's good? Uh, we got some beautiful uh, local rock cod fillet. We got local petroli fillet. Uh, we have fresh salmon that we get in from Canada. Uh, we have the halibut from Alaska. Swordfish, beautiful swordfish. We got uh, sea scallops that we get from the East Coast. Beautiful sea scallops. And fresh tuna. Wow. And everything is looking really, really nice. We have free parking at the end of the wharf, wharf number two. Just drive right down, park right in front of the market. 25-minute free parking. Come in. They'll take care of you. We have ice. If you're going out of town, you want to bring fish out of town or back home, wherever you're going, we, we ice it up for you. Um, everything we can do, we try to do. And we were talking earlier to our co-host today, Kevin Phillips, and uh, talking about uh, salmon season coming up, huh? Oh, yeah. May 1st for commercial. If you're a sport fisherman, it's going to be April 3rd, I believe, or 2nd. Um, the, the first Saturday is the second of April. You go sport fishing on the party boats, and uh, it, it's going to be exciting. Nothing like and, it. No, exactly. And the, the thrill of catching that fish and bringing your own fish home—it's uh, it, the best. My thrill, is, my thrill is when I go to Monterey Fish Company and catch the fish over there and bring it home. Hey, that's the easiest way. That's the <laughs> easy. But uh, if you like that, that, that thrill of fishing and it's an exciting day and hopefully it'll be a good season we have a little controversy though on the crabs what there was i guess a whale that got tangled up in a in a crab line up north somewhere off of san francisco i guess or somewhere and now they want to close the season uh next week so uh it could be uh the end of the crab season for this year we're, we're going to find out Hopefully next week sometime. So, wow. and right now we're out of crabs. The fisherman has been rough, so he hasn't been fishing. So we have no crabs, and so we'll see what uh, what happens next week. All right, uh, free parking oh. at the end of Wharf Two, and uh, uh, of course you can call them and order, make an order, or find out what they have, or it's got something special you want to get on the plates. They'll get it for you. Three seven five thirty five eleven. And uh, what are the hours? Uh, we're closed. We close at four o'clock today. Every day, Monday through Friday, it's uh, nine to five, and on Saturdays we close at four. Okay, got it. All right, you guys. All right, good buddy. Have a good one. Have a you too. Bye-bye. All right. There he is from uh, the end of Wharf Number 2, South Tringali, our Gumbadi from Monterey Fish Company. I know, uh, Kevin, you're familiar with him and all it's his best. stuff. Yeah, it's a shame what he said about the crab, too. That's from Monterey and South. But uh, I always love April because you get into April, first week of May, you can get Monterey salmon and crab at the same time. That's as good as it gets. That is, right? Yeah. Exactly. You know, what they could do is they could just 
you know, the, the whales are eating all this stuff, and if the whales are eating the, just like it'd be like a turducken except be with a whale. You know, you cut the whale up, Careful, and you already cut the stuff in. I know, I can't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I was just kidding around. I'm just goofing around a little bit. We got, uh, let's see, what do we got? We got, uh, before we get back over here to our friend Chris uh, from the shop next door and Shane again. Um, oh, I guess we got a, a text from Pam. Who was gonna ask? She wanted me to ask Will a question, and so Will, I'll I'll ask you this question. If you're listening in your car on the way home, I'll uh, I'll ask you this question after we get off the radio. Pam's so nice because she always listens to the show, Pam Tannis, and uh, she wants to offer to make uh, Will a nice dish. So that's 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 extra good. Shag bag show for your Saturday morning. It is show number one thousand forty-one in a row. We got our twentieth anniversary show. Coming up next Saturday, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be uh, about to get the room expanders out. But Chris will take care of it for us. Oh, absolutely. Right? Congratulations, by the way. That's a yeah. no small feat. Yeah, so. it's really it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting right here, 20 years. That's, well, 19, that's 19, the first year was oh, yeah. the first year was in the studio. But then yeah. we, uh, we were able to work it out with Neil and R.J. Yeah. Harper and oh, yeah. some people and get it down here that following year and... And sitting right here in the corner ever since. Oh, we love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a little dumb money favorite every Saturday morning. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So a beautiful day on the golf course today. Oh, it's immaculate. Yeah, right. beautiful day. Um, not a lot of marine layer like we had the last couple of days. Uh, we got that Northern California Collegiate Golf Association coming out this afternoon. Uh, so they're going to do a 60-player tournament. Um, so tee sheet is completely full today. Uh, very busy day. Uh, but we should be opening up here tomorrow. We still got spots available. They're going to come out in the afternoon as well. But uh, if you're looking to get out in the, in the morning, uh, we still got some tea times, uh, especially for our Duke members. Um, get those uh, get those rounds in. Tell yeah. us about the Duke Club membership a little bit. Oh, uh, so the Duke's Club membership uh, it's 375 annual. Um, so that's going to give you one whole year from the day you sign up uh, for the Duke's Club. Uh, you get discounts at Spyglass, Spanish Bay, and Del Monte. Um, you also get four free plays at the Hay, uh, four uh, free plays at the brand-new Par 3 course over at Pebble Beach, a phenomenal location over there. That's a $260 value um, included wow. with your packet. Um, so $115 left. <laughs> you make that up in, in one round here at Del Monte. You get $30 in grill bucks um, and six guest passes to bring friends with you here at Del Monte. So um, it's not only for you, but all of your friends. Uh, What's happening with Twilight now with the later uh, later times? So Twilight, um, we haven't been booking those lately. It's more of a, a kind of show up, first come, first serve process. But um, coming up here in April, um, we should be opening up those Twilights for booking. And we should be able to get carts out. Um, I say should, uh, but it is a about a 90% chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's a new change, um, and we're, we're excited to get that back. That's a big, big portion of our T-sheet that is. Uh, what time will it start? Um, right now it's 3.30, um, so 3.30 uh, is going to be starting our twilight, um, and it's going to be available for carts now. Um, so before awesome. before it was uh, walking only yeah, yeah. Uh, for the while, um, last right. few months. But, um, yeah, we're excited to get everyone back, even in the afternoon. All right, 373-2700. Give me a call. I'm happy All to right. talk to you. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. the shop next door at Del Monte. It's the Shag Bag Show, Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning. It is the last Saturday of the month. That's why we have Shane Dahlman here with us and our co-host Kevin Phillips and from the Golf Mart Superstore, Victor Sandbagger. Hey, it's a beautiful day at the Golf Mart Seaside, baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> Vic, we get, Vic, we know we uh, we could we could just fool everyone and tell everyone that you're at the golf mart, but I really want everyone to know where you are. Are you sure? Yeah, because it's really. I mean, it's not like you're just up the street. Tell everyone where you are. <laughs> I'm I'm on the island of Kauai, Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you doing there? I'm vacationing. I'm playing golf. Oh, you're playing golf we're actually, we're, in Kauai? We're actually coming back today, but yeah. Yeah, I played golf a couple of times over here. Wow. Beautiful. Where'd you play? I played a place called uh, Pui Pu Bay. Uh -huh. Pui Pu Bay. Yep. Which is actually the location of where they used to play. Remember the, the old Grand Slam? Sure. That's where it was played. Wow. So that was that was great great and then uh I played at uh Kiahuna yeah. which was uh close by and a surprisingly a much more difficult course. So how was the weather for you? Uh it was terrible. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, the, it uh, it rained every day significantly, um probably more rain than not. And then uh, yesterday was the first day it was clear all 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 day. So uh March is not the month to come to uh, Kauai, I don't think. It, but this, there's a spot on this island. They said it's the rainiest spot on Earth. Yeah, I'm sure. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad you had a great time over there. Tell us what's happening over at the golf board in Monterey, California. Well, well, I'll tell you or what's seaside, happening actually. there is. Uh, this is a pretty much uh, um, Callaway week. So uh, everything Callaway, uh -huh. all the new Rogue ST irons and woods and everything, uh -huh. if uh, they get a 50% trade-in bonus. Uh -huh. So so what that means is, is let's say you have a, uh, a, a, a driver that is worth $200 in trade-in value. Yeah. If you put that against one of the new Callaway clubs, right. it's now worth three hundred dollars. Wow, nice! So that's a that's a significant bump on any traded value, and it you know it, sometimes it can make a, a golf club affordable with that great trade in. Absolutely. And then the other thing we've got going is it's also uh, Odyssey Week. Ah. So. Uh, Anybody that comes in, there's a there's a little putting contest you can go through, and you just uh, take a couple of strokes with a, a new Odyssey putter, and uh, who knows, maybe you win a trip to Las Vegas. Wow! Right on. All right. Right on. What kind of hours they got over there? All right. So uh, during the week and on Saturday we are nine to seven, and then on Sunday we are ten to five. And come on in and see us and. Uh, Clear out your garage and bring in all those trade-ins because they're right. worth fifty percent more. Hey, uh, did you get any good food over there or what? Oh, I, I, I think I, I have to come home and, and buy some new pants. <laughs> <laughs> you can get the stretchy ones, the stretchy pants. I guess they get the stretchy ones. Those are perfect. I love those you pants. Get, you, I love you, them. you can get the Sansa belt. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and, and I found out if you want a sandbag in Hawaii, just get this stinking rough over here. And Ooh, you're going you, to get more strokes than you need. <laughs> there you go. All right, Victor Sandbagger. Have a safe trip back. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye -bye. All right. Thanks a lot, Victor Sandbagger. Calling in from Kauai this morning. And uh, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. All right. Shagbag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM on 101 FM for Saturday morning live from Del Monte, Dave Marzetti. And, uh, of course, Kevin Phillips. And, and...
of course, the last Saturday of the month means Shane Dalman's with us. I'm still here. And he's got a couple. We've got, uh, for you this morning, Shane, we've got some uh, sort of uh, older horror film trailers for you to identify. And I know that you've probably seen, well, I, I bet you've seen all of them. So uh, let's get to uh, cue up the first one here. Oh, by the way, these are older ones as we get in the time machine, the Wayback Machine, and we go back to the 50s. All right, you ready? Yes, Mr. Peabody. Lon Chaney, Damon Burr, and Tom Conway. The dramatic story of a strange curse that brought terror to a man and frenzy to a woman in love. To go away. You do love me, don't you? That's all I need to know. Standing in my way, and Dina's. We love each other. What are you going to do about it? Did you see this animal? Yes, I have seen the animal. It walks in his hind legs. Like a man? No, like a beast that walks like a man. Oh, like a beast that walks like a man. Now, well, that would be the alligator people. Ah, no, it's not. It's not, all right. Hmm. And Tom Conway, Supernatural. And Lon Chaney, 1951. I am drawing a blank if it is a man. The Bride. Is, oh, The Bride and the Beast. Of, of the, the Gorilla. Bride of the Gorilla, Raymond Burr. Exactly. Burke. Yes, I even showed that movie once. <laughs> you did? Yeah, I hosted that on my, I hosted that on my show. We, we, and we just went nuts with the Raymond Burr stuff. We did Perry Mason, Ironside, and um, Steve Martin from Godzilla. I don't know why I blanked on that one. It's, I mean, I, the beast that walks on hind legs. I mean, Lon Chaney is in the alligator people, so I just went there. There you go. Here's another one. A normal, voluptuously beautiful woman. She drove into a nightmare of horror and saw descending from the sky a titanic monster whose fearsome touch became a frightful curse. You think I'm drunk, don't you? She's not drunk. Yeah, yeah. When she's in the booby hatch, throw the key away. That'll put you in the driver's seat. You'd make a wild driver, Harry. Nineteen fifty-eight. Okay, there we. The attack of the fifty-foot woman. You got it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I didn't hear any names. I was trying exactly. to pick up the dialogue. Terror from outer, out of space. Like, right. Booby hat. Right. Okay. I, right. right. <laughs> so how yeah, did was, you end up getting that? Uh, I, I just I just finally remembered. Uh, wow. When that when that um, music started playing in the cantina. Wow. That's that's what tipped me off. Really? Yeah. It was a giant. Wow. It was a giant bald man from outer space that swooped our. <laughs> <laughs> Nature, mad, rampant, 
brought its most awesome creation. But born in that swirling inferno of radioactive dust were things so horrible, so terrifying, so hideous. There is no word to describe them. Them. I thought it was about COVID. I know, same thing, really. And 1954. Took, I'd never seen that trailer. It took the sound effect. It took the really? sound effect. It took the sound effect at the very end <laughs> that they ascribed to the giant ants. Really? As the only, I'd never seen the trailer. I'd never heard that narration. Oh before. my God, that's incredible. I'd seen the movie, but never the trailer. And last one, and uh, 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 Kevin, you didn't get any of those. That's a deep dive. <laughs> Even for me. This one I put in from the 60s. This is from 19. Uh, let's see. This is from like 60 something. And I put this in there because of the fact that it's uh, it's crazy. Let's check it out. The invasion of the beach party. I thought that was really groovy. <laughs> that would be Frankenstein meets the space monster. You are AKA correct, AKA and I can't believe that you got that one, too, because I, I had never heard of that film. Believe it or not, Sven Gulli showed it a couple months ago. He actually put it back on the air. Really? And what happens? Well, the, there is no Frankenstein. There's a there's a part mechanical astronaut who was damaged in a crash, so they nicknamed him Frankenstein <laughs> just because they patched him together. And then, yeah, he has to. They finally let the space monster out of the cage near the end. But end, but it's basically this evil princess in a spaceship and her little bald sidekick Nadir. Um, yes, and they invade beach parties and things like that. The original title was Mars Invades Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Shane! Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. No we notes. Appreciate you. No notes. And we'll see you next Saturday for the twentieth. Thank you very much. It's an honor. As you've been a part of it so, so many years. Kevin, you too. Thank you very much. Can't wait. Appreciate you so much. And thank you for listening to the Shag Bag Show this morning on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101FM, live from Del Monte Golf Course. Also, thanks to all of our supporters. Normally, I have a few minutes to talk about our supporters, but uh, we love you and you know that. We'll talk about you next week on the 20th anniversary. We'll have a lot of you here, as a matter of fact, the supporters of the Shag Bag Show. And thanks to all of our wonderful guests, including uh, the guys here and, of course, uh, from next door, the shop. Chris and Sal Tringali and Vic the Sandbagger and Will El Caddy. That's it for another show. Have the rest of a weekend as joyous and fun and God bless, take care, and as Sammy always said. It's chow time.